I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So um, I just started following you on Instagram. I just started following you. Is that because <laughs> why? Why did you wait to follow me? This because I, don't I didn't know you were on there. Do you find me on Instagram? Like I don't unless I don't know unless someone follows you. I don't know that that like it's not like Twitter where you're more you see other people's feeds or retweets and stuff. You're like oh they're there with Instagram. Oh, really? You don't think so? You you thought so? The reason why you weren't following me is because you thought that I wasn't on Instagram. I just had no idea you were there. What and then when you it said but Jamie Lang's following you, I was like oh I'll follow him. So you never sat there and gone. I wonder if Jamie is on Instagram. <laughs> Do you know what's happening in the world right now? <laughs> like look at the giant things that no, it's not top of my you, list. You it's Jamie Lang on I, Instagram. So you're just saying, I just, I just want to know. Okay, I want Brexit, know. Trump, like I, the, everything that's happening. I global just want to know that there hasn't been one moment where you've thought, I wonder if he's on Instagram. There's never been a moment. <laughs> but why did you only just start following me this morning? Well, because hey, I'll, switch it up. Okay, why I'll switch it think? up. Well, because I thought I'd be. I listened to your podcast. I've, I've, I've followed you, but not in a creepy. I haven't like followed you around the place. I've just sort of followed. I followed okay. your work yeah. for, for a so while. So then, why didn't you think it's carried on Instagram? Well, then I did think. I think you know she's coming on the podcast. Maybe I follow her yeah. on Instagram. You thought she's coming on the podcast. Oh shit! Better check she's on Instagram. <laughs> you weren't following me either. But you only know that because you weren't following me. No, you don't. You know that's such a, that's such an unfair lie. I think you. <laughs> that is true. I think you went. Oh god, I'm going on the podcast today. I might check. Oh, he is on Instagram. Oh god, he follows me. Now I should follow him back. No, because you literally—that's what you did this morning. No, it, it wasn't this morning. It, yes, it was this morning. It was this morning. It was like an hour. I was in the cab and I was like, oh, he started following me. I'll start following him. Hello everyone, welcome Hi. to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and details of our lives. Joined with me today is Carrie Ad Lloyd. Hello. Hello. How are you? Yeah, so do you know why I'm really excited to hang out with you today? Are you? Yeah, because I think 
You're a really good interviewer. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're very good. You're very calm. You're very relaxed. You're a very good one, which puts, I think, the other interviewee at calm because, you know, if I stop talking, I know you would then start talking. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I try to be, especially because my podcast <laughs> is about, well, it's Griefcast is about death. Yeah. So you want people to be feeling comfortable and like they can say whatever they need to say. So yeah, I try and be very comfortable. But also it's just a chat. I always think it's just a chat. Like Yeah, but I think, but chats can be, you know, now chats are like, no one talks anymore. And this is my problem. Yeah. No, this is why I started the podcast because no one talks. Yeah, it's true. It's difficult. I think it's difficult to find the time. And also bars are very noisy, aren't they? Everyone's yeah. so noisy. Every time I'm out, I think, oh, I don't want to talk here. I can't hear you. I'm like an old lady. I can't hear. And you do that, you go, yeah, yeah. And then they're looking at you and you think, what did they say? I'm just oh, saying, no. yeah. I hate that thing when people, when you're in a bar or in a club and someone leans in, they put their finger on your like earlobe bit to like, do you know? Who does that? Yeah. <laughs> what clubs it, are you going it to? It means they really fancy you. They, they put it on your, if you, if someone touches your, it's not your earlobe. What is that little, what your is earlobe? No, it's not your earlobe. Oh, the bit. Oh yeah. Where people get it pierced, pierced. sometimes. What is that bit called? I don't know. It's like, your, it's full of cartilage. It's quite tough. And it, I guess it, I would say it's the door to your ear. Because if you close that, it's you can't the, hear. It's not the door. I, I, yeah. I, I reckon a technical the, term. No, the eardrum is the door no, to your... No, the eardrum's yeah. inside. This Which is, is the, the okay, door so to your what, ear. It's the porch? What was <laughs> I quite like a porch. <laughs> it's your porch. I want to go back to How fact. posh is my ear? We got. You've where's got the porch. driveway? How long? <laughs> you would definitely have a driveway. I'm um, sorry, who touches your ear in class? Well, this is the thing. You know, I, I don't know how you have never experienced this. When someone how how have you experienced... This is not the question, Jamie. You're like, have you never experienced... The question is, how did you experience that? you haven't lived. You have... Honestly, Someone, I'm you, an old lady. It's when someone you're in a nightclub or wherever it is, and someone comes up to you and they want to say something to you, so they press down on the the porch to your ear, <laughs> and and they then speak to you. And I find that really invasive and slightly annoying. It is invasive. It is annoying, and only your friends are doing it, and it's weird. No, it's random people doing it to me. It's not just my. Who's randomly touching you? What club are you in? And how much are people paying to be in that club? God, this is the thing I don't understand about night. Do you, do you ever go night clubbing? No, of course not. Look at me. Well, you, you look great. You look <laughs> exactly. You, I don't. I look fresh. No, I have a child. Okay, and and I wasn't really a night clubber beforehand. You weren't. I grew up in London, so um, I, we used to go out like when we were teenagers. And I think by the time, by the time I got to twenty one, I was like, oh, done, bit bored. Yeah, but that's. Do you know how good that is? Because I think what happens, and especially in the sort of London sphere, it's good. You like that? It's just silent. <laughs> <laughs> It's good when you have to point out the silence. Yeah, I, I, like, I like just pointing out these things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you in know, London's sphere, um, people normally they sort they go clubbing, right, or they yeah. go partying, and they sort of do. You go to London, you're in your like uh, late teens, early twenties, and you party. And then people continue to party because they don't really get out of it. Yeah, that's true. It's good that you suddenly stopped. But why did you kind of <laughs> stop? I was never, I was never massively into it. Um, without without turning this into grief cars, because my dad died when I was fifteen. Mm-hmm. So like when my friends were like let's go party I would party for a bit but I kind of knew that life inevitably was going to end at some point so I felt like is it worth us all getting drunk and taking drugs when we're all gonna die so I was real fun I would what I would describe as real fun but that, that, <laughs> and I, I think we that's what we have to mention you know I I'm a huge fan of yours really you. really but uh, you know on and off podcasts <laughs> So I'm not just a podcast, your podcast fan, but I'm also just a fan of, again, just your of work. Just of you. And just of you. I really, can we get in all of that? But you do, you have a very successful podcast called Griefcast. And um, I was listening, listening to you on Jesse Ware's podcast. Yeah, table, which I love table manners. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's it was a, really good food as well. Was it? You had oh kedgeree. I had kedgeree, which I always... Which I would go, I what the kedgeree. fuck are you feeding me kedgeree for? <laughs> I keep calling it kedgeree, which is wrong, and everyone keeps correcting me. Kedgeree, that's right. Are, you, are you a fully bred kedgeree? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm a mongrel. Um, I don't normally like Kedri, but it was okay. delicious. She's a really good cook. You're going to have to say that. You can't. You're no, not... genuinely, genuinely, because like, I genuinely, she's a really good cook. Otherwise, I'd be like, yeah, it was nice, but like, it was good. It was really good. Yeah, that's not me being like mm, lovely. It was like, wow, this is so tasty. But you do you do your podcast Griefcast, and on Jesse Wears one, you were talking about the fact that uh, you now do it as a weekly one, and yes. you kind of signed up to doing a weekly podcast about death, which is yes. is quite hectic for <laughs> anyone. Hectic's the word for it. Do you know what I mean? I think it is. But you're but the way you do, it, and all of our listeners, you should literally not when this finishes you should slide <laughs> yeah. across and listen to this first yeah you listen to this one first and then slide across or whatever you do i know what are they doing hey jenny go and yeah wait until this finishes then go and click on Griefcast. <laughs> it's great but it is it's so good but i, I and i think you've you've, you've spoken about this lots you know, but i kind of want our listeners to understand as well you're you know you, your dad died at 50 when you were 15 yeah. years old and how did that hit you pretty hard yeah, really hard. So he died of pancreatic cancer, uh, which is quite a, normally quite a fast one because it's diagnosed very late. Yeah. Normally, it does a terrible survival rate. About like three percent of people survive longer yeah, than a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was diagnosed in the February. He was dead by the April, and then like two weeks later, I had to do my GCSEs. And so, oh my god! Yeah, so it was. Yeah, it was like before that, my life was, I would say, kind of stable, kind of normal, very suburban London, basically fine. And, you know, mum, dad and my brother. And I hadn't really known much. Although if you'd asked me when I was 14, I would have said, I know everything. I know trouble, guys. <laughs> yeah. I related to Darlene from Roseanne quite heavily. Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, this, it turned my world upside down completely, utterly. Yeah. And like I said, all my friends were going out and getting pissed and, you know getting boyfriends and like not caring all the things teenagers should do and i was just like guys people die why are we doing this what's the point of life <laughs> so. yeah but they, 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 but i can see that because and that is that how you were then handling the sort of process you're just going well everyone dies and it just unfortunately you know with my dad died earlier was it were you that sort of period where you were you felt it was unfair were you angry at the world oh, i was so angry yeah because that happens so angry because you're angry as a teenager anyway right yeah and like, throw that in and then yeah exactly throw that in i was furious i mean you but wouldn't at what at the world at people everybody at, i really? was i was pretty sassy <laughs> sassy's the kind word for it yeah, sassy's kind of like yeah sassy's a bit sexy isn't it, Are you a bit oh, sassy? Is it? no i was more like difficult yeah, yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. being polite about myself um i was very angry at school and then obviously whenever anyone tried to say anything i was like well my dad died so maybe that's why i'm pissed off and then the teacher would be like okay sorry you can leave now go go away please oh, God. I, yeah it was real fun i remember when i was at school i had this guy this guy was just it's actually pretty horrid I don't know it makes me feel sad thinking about it but there was a guy at school who kept crying in his classes Aww. and he kept crying in his classes and I um we had an argument one day and I went why don't you just go and cry to your mommy like you always do and he went my mum's dead and oh, I went and, and the only response I could say to him was so's mine so because <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know what else to do because I was like 14 years old and panicking because I'd never experienced death so I was right. like well I have to be on a level with him yeah mine too yeah I, I didn't know what to do. I, I think I almost said yeah mine was murdered <laughs> just to try and have a one up can I just say if you're listening that is not it's, I wouldn't recommend that don't recommend I that I recommend that don't try and attack with attack yeah. yeah but that's the thing because we don't talk about it and it's awkward so that poor boy probably didn't know how to say you don't know you don't know imagine it, right? what all boys school right yeah yeah why um, do you manage it why i just because i have I a porch just, is that yeah, why i just <laughs> why i got a feeling i got a feeling it was private i got a feeling it was all boys i got a feeling you didn't meet girls well, till you were 18 
You, well, I just got that feeling. Well, hey, listen, you're going to be surprised, but it's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've okay. hit the nail on the head right there. What can I say? I'm a psychic. <laughs> um, so that poor boy, you know, he's in that world where it's not okay to cry and yeah. he doesn't know who to say. And everyone is so awkward about death. And I imagine it sounds like perhaps the school didn't have a great pastoral care system. That they, like a lot more. But does anyone? I do, nowadays I they do because we're clued up a bit more. Yeah, right? it's better. But like, it definitely like when we were growing up it was yeah I even my my school like offered no counseling and you know a couple of teachers said oh sorry about your dad <laughs> and it was like and then that was kind of it really yeah but but isn't that because especially in the UK we we're not we weren't good we weren't good at expressing emotions right I mean you weren't meant yeah. to you're meant to bottle that put it in the back of your head and forget about it for a yeah bit. and it was a sign of strength and I think we're moving into an age now where like the more we talk about mental health issues or gender issues or race issues or you know um sexuality there's this amazing time we're living in now where we're like oh maybe it's wrong that we kind of go <clears throat> anyway move on um, someone's upset you know and yeah. we're going, no, let's talk about it. And that's what I've tried to do with the podcast is create a show that I wanted when I was 15 where people just talked about death really normally, um, really factually and honestly without being like, and so when did he die? Because this is my thing. This is what I'm going to so say. so sad. Yeah, because that, that's... That, well, so that, does that annoy you back when oh you... Oh my were, God, it's cause, like... Because everyone says to you, say, oh, my, my dad's died. And they would go, oh God, I'm just so sorry. Oh God, it must have been so hard. And you're like, well, shut the fuck up. You have no, <laughs> you have no idea like what yeah, I'm kind of going through, right? It's really hard to know what to say. So some the thing I we talk about on the show a lot is you have to understand it's personal. I don't mind when people say to me, oh, I'm so sorry about your dad. It doesn't bother me. I say, oh, thank you. But some people go, why are you sorry? You didn't kill him. They get really angry at the phrase, I'm sorry. So what you have to do if someone is grieving and you don't know what to say just try and if you're wrong say oh I'm sorry that was the wrong thing to say like we we're such we, I think we're so bad at being wrong yeah. and getting things wrong and it being awkward was actually if you say to someone oh I'm really you know they say my dad died and you go I'm sorry and they go well you didn't kill him and you go no I know I'm just sorry that you're that happened to you yeah like that's a fine thing to say and you're acknowledging it rather than going oh uh, anyway move on quick hey everyone we're going to come back with private parts in just one second just after this do you remember what it's like being in your 20s? I sometimes look back at that period of my life and laugh just as much as I cringe. If you do the same, then you've got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something year old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. The new series Queenie is now streaming on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
Whew, there we go. Now let's get back into it. That's it. My my stepdad, who who's a, a pretty big G actually. He um he 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 taught me a lot of things. <laughs> Not in a little again in a weird way. He just taught he taught me just like he taught he taught. I'm me. sitting here going pretty big G. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty big G. I've no, heard but, people saying it. I don't know what it means. Yeah, you do. You're down with the kids. I'm not. <laughs> As in, I take a child to childminders. Yeah, yes. exactly. You're down with the kids. Hey, you have Doug, a kid. Yeah. You're down with them. Hey, Dougie, kid pop. Uh, shout out to all the <laughs> Dougie fans. But he. He, he, he taught. He was the one who taught me that you you can't butter bread in the air. Oh, yeah. Apparently, you can't do that, and you have to like you know eat, eat this in such a way and do this and behave this way and do yeah. and you know you can't have an eyebrow ring at the table. And I had all these things, <laughs> and um, he was sitting next to a lady had a dinner party, and my mum told me this story. And I kind of start. You know those stories that sometimes just stick with yeah, you, and you yeah. don't know why for no reason, but it just does. He was talking to a girl, and he said, uh, you know, how he said, oh, I'm single, and he said, oh, what happened to your husband? Did he up and leave you? And she said, no, he died. And my stepbrother said, "I'm so sorry. That is so clumsy of me to judge." And, and oh, it was that's su- lovely! Isn't that such? And it, for some reason, it stuck he with me. He is a big G. Yeah, it's such a great way that's to phrase brilliant. it, yeah. and it is, and, it is, and it's such an elegant way because people. That's it, very but, elegant. Because it's because it's it's not it's not awkward, you know. If, no. uh, how I'm, how, it's so right. How are you meant to know that you know you're? How would he know? He doesn't know. Doesn't know. So, but saying clumsy because it, it probably is clumsy because yeah. you, you straight away jump to an assumption that isn't. Yeah, exactly, possible. exactly. I think that's and I think that's amazing that he said that because what that also says is he was okay with being wrong and he was okay with mm-hmm. saying, oh, I apologise for what I just said rather than, well, it was your fault, I didn't know, which I think is a lot of people get defensive straight away and they think, well, I feel bad and I want to not feel bad immediately. But to just say, oh, I'm so sorry, that was clumsy of me. What happened? Or, are you know, how, are you okay? I think that's just... That just acknowledges I have said something that may have been insensitive to you, and I'm sorry. But then, how? Then, and I know you spoke about this so much. I don't want to always <laughs> no, talk fine. about this, but it's just you know, how did you get over the pro? Because you, because you're not, you, you're not counselled. You, you don't have anything to go by. You've never experienced death before. None of your friends are going through the same thing as you. So you're processing all of these problems and issues, and and you're, you're probably feeling depressed, anxious, or everything oh, yeah, at once. Massively. Yeah, all those kind of things. <clears throat> so how do you? Was it a light switch moment? Was it a long process? What was the thing of getting past all that? Well, I think the really important thing to say is you don't get over it. So I'm. Do you not? No, you don't. I'm 20 years in, and I wouldn't say I'm over it I would say I've learned how to deal with it so there's a new theory of grief counseling now which is like it will always be with you it will always uh, occasionally be extremely painful but that doesn't mean that I'm heartbroken 24 7 and the way we talk about it now there's a model by Lois Tonkin which is the idea of like grief stays the same size like a big squiggly mess but your life grows around it so as time goes on and you have more life around it perhaps the grief is further away but the grief can still be there and it can still pop up like a grief ninja we sometimes term it ninja. so you could be walking down the street and i might see a man from you know far away looks exactly like my dad and suddenly i'm transported in the same way if you saw someone who looked like your dad you'd think oh and it looks but, like my dad, but yeah. for me that's a painful memory and so it's about acknowledging that it you know people can still be sad about it for the rest of their lives but what we have to do is allow them to talk about it allow them it's okay to be sad it doesn't mean you're going to be sad forever it doesn't mean you know you're going to bore your eyes out it might mean you just need five minutes to, to say oh sorry that that person really reminded me of my dad that was a bit weird for me oh are you okay yeah i'll be all right it's just it's hard but is there and i'm just gonna play devil's advocate isn't there like a a, a sort of process in which you can swap 
the sort of I suppose the sadness into sort of happy thoughts about that person or is that just impossible am I cheery my dad's eyes <laughs> no, is that what you're going for you're not cheery your dad's died yeah. <laughs> yeah you should be happy your dad's yeah, died yeah I know yeah. why am I okay, you're right thanks Jamie I feel great no you can have happy thoughts about the person of course, and that's what but I think it's important to acknowledge like I can see someone or whatever it can be Christmas or their birthday or the anniversary of their dad you, you know of their death or yeah. it can just remind you of them one day or you see a programme or a singer that they like all this stuff can remind you and you can feel happy and sad exactly the same time and we have to let people rather than what happens sometimes is like people like well it's been five years why are you still sad it's like that person will all I will always miss my dad that's yeah. I'm not going to magically one day go oh he I have no effect he doesn't bother me anymore and I liken it to children like you wouldn't say to someone who had a 10 year old child why are you still looking after them they're 10 get over it like it's yeah. fine but I also think that's because you have a unique heart and, and you and you do you have a very good aura about yourself oh, thanks which yeah you have a great aura mm. <laughs> yeah but you do I have like a very it. good aura because there are people who would you know they their, their parents or family or loved ones die and they can get past it and they don't and they probably have the same relationship but they're kind of like okay you know I process this kind of thing but you you I think and I could be completely off the mark but I think you more um how do I put this you you just still more, going on about it yeah yeah you're you're just you're just more sort of I'm quite sensitive sensitive yeah. and aware and things like that but I think it's important to say that doesn't mean I haven't processed it that sure. doesn't mean I haven't changed like my grief is like the fact that I can sit here and talk to you about it I couldn't have done this five years ago. I would have just been crying. Like it would have been too painful for me to sit here publicly and talk about it. So grief can change and you can process it and you you definitely won't feel the same that you did the year one, year two, year three. Mm-hmm. But what's important is people are often told to pack their grief away. And when they suddenly, maybe 15 years on, they've been absolutely fine, but just 15 years on, they have a really bad day and everyone's like, well, it, it's been 15 years, get over it. Or you should be over it. And it's like, it's like mental health. It's okay if you feel bad today about the fact that somebody died. That's okay. Rather than going, there's a timeline, you have to get over it. It's done. Well done. Congratulations, we don't think about them or everything's happy it's like that's not life you'll always be sometimes happy about them sometimes sad and as long as you feel like you're allowed that process rather than thinking i should be over it it's been too long that's it's my, so funny about rant. the process and it's great and process. i had it my my mum had this thing called em, empty nest syndrome where oh, yeah, yeah, yeah where, the, kids where the kids disappear well they don't yeah. disappear they're still there they just <laughs> they leave the nest yeah yeah and hard. um and so she and i'm pretty close to my mum, and so she was a bit upset about it and she didn't really know she didn't feel like she had a purpose and things like that so i said well why don't we go and have some therapy yeah it's gonna do some therapy and i'm big up i big up therapy i love a bit of therapy i love talking about myself and uh, so we went to therapy and she um it became all about her and sort of working through her process and it was just one session um, and she got on to about sort of unfaithfulness and she was talking about how everyone's been unfaithful to her in her life and my dad was unfaithful to her and he divorced her and all these guys my dad actually said to my mum my dad had a Ferrari right. and uh, when he divorced my mum he said look you're like my Ferrari I'll love it forever and I'll never sell it and I went oh that's kind of sweet in a really sort of materialistic way and then the next week he sold the front <laughs> <laughs> but she had, yeah, I know right but she had this she had this wow. <laughs> She, had, she went to and she had before my dad she was going out with this guy and she was going to marry him she's going out with him for like for loads of years four or five years and uh, she really loved him and I think he loved her but he she found out he was cheating on her right. and she was like okay well let's go to couples therapy and she's telling me this in the therapy session about couples therapy that happened years ago 
And uh, she, so she had this therapy and she, they came back from the house and said two separate therapies and, he, and she walked into the house and said to this guy, said, look, I need to be honest with you, who you cheated me on and, and who it was. And he went, okay, well, I've had the therapy and I feel like I should be honest with you. And it's, uh, it's tricky. And she went, okay, well, just be honest. I just want to know. My mum has only slept with like three people, I think, um, unless she got really horny after <laughs> <laughs> my dad's divorce. Hey, nice. And she's sitting there and the guys were like, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I lost count at 33. <laughs> my mum was like, what? what? Yeah, yeah. So I understand. And my mum has always been this kind of open and honest person. So with, with Your mum sounds brilliant. Yeah, and these guys sound like assholes. Yeah, but the thing about guys is we're going to find, so your dad died. When was the first time that you kind of opened yourself up to a sort of another guy or, or a relationship or in any sort of way? Did you ever, because that When did I sleep with 30 people? When did you start sleeping with all the 140 people you slept with? Excuse me. Um, what's the question, Jamie? Yeah. No, when was that time? Because I think when you lose such like a patriarchal figure in your life and, and yeah, someone yeah. so strong, because psychologically what people say, interestingly, is I, I, this is what someone told me, is that I think, especially for girls for some reason, you've lived in a household which has a normally, stereotypically a father yeah, and a mother yeah. and things like that. So you have that kind of thing. And then when you leave the household and you go into like university or you, you, you go and live by yourself, the sort of guy or girl, whoever you find, you sort of automatically go onto them and sort of see them as a sort of a, a, a figure who is a sort of psychologically yeah, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, No, I, I mean, uh, we joke, my friends and I joke about that. Like, yeah, dating someone who, who is your father. But it's a bit different. But it, but it sort of happens, weirdly. Well, I, for me, it's opposite because I'm so like my dad. Okay. So I... Like I don't, I never looked for father figures because it was like I was the you person. Were the, you were the I person. Was, I was being like I'm very similar to him. So then I, unfortunately, sometimes would be like, I'd be like, oh, this is stressful. What's this? I'd be like, oh, I'm behaving like my dad. So that's I find that worse rather than like, oh, I'm dating my dad. I'd be like, oh god, I am him. Fuck. Yeah, but that's actually that's all. That's <laughs> so almost like more it. comforting the fact that you, oh, you I don't know. <laughs> that you hold that within you, right? Mm, yeah. But but you were saying I'm having some therapy about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, I had therapy for a while. It was great. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's it's so it is. Oh. Like, and, and this is what huge, I think. Huge, huge fan of it. Yeah. And people should more talk about this. And I, and, and and also with therapy, right? It's not about like, oh god, I got issues. It's more just about self awareness. Yeah, you just, definitely. You, you learn the self awareness, and you can go forward and process things much easier, which I think is so useful. And I think you know, I talk a lot, and I talk a lot to my friends, and I would have said, oh, I'm a very open and uh, you know self aware person. But obviously, just having somebody who doesn't know all the situation but just here's your version of it and who is able to calmly and outwardly go mm, it sounds like you did this then you're like oh I did but your friends can't always tell you what you're doing or your yeah. family have told you you don't listen you know because like oh yeah shut up that's what you always say and then my therapist is like do you think you're doing this I'm like yes, yes I, am. I am doing that shut up stop yeah, being right all I the know, time it's so annoying but, but I, we talk about a lot on grief casts of grief counseling as well like but it's, it's so important it's so important some people don't want it which is fine but I really think I highly recommend it I didn't go for till 18 years after my dad died like I didn't see and I tried twice and it was just awful because everybody I spoke to was head tilting going how do you feel about that and I thought I can't I can't cope with this yeah um but then I found a good one and I said it's like boyfriends or girlfriends like you can't the first one might not be right you can't just go oh I don't like therapy because I didn't like that therapist it's like no no one sleeps to one person because I won't do it again well but some people do some people some, do. Some, but they're not what happy. idiots yeah, they can't be happy they're not happy it's like you have to try a few different therapists and then go find the right one for you but I think what and I think what you need to be congratulated on massively and you probably get this the whole time but you, you but <laughs> you should no, but you should, yeah let's find out um, is the fact that you know the reason I started listening to podcasts because I think I was going through and this is the sort of process of not feeling that great and mine was down to 
I mean, I, I self-validation, all these kind of things. I was doing a reality show, thought I was king of the world and realized that I really wasn't. And then I'd kind of lost friends and I yeah. was just feeling like an idiot pretty much and all those kind of things. And so I had to sort of rewire my whole self. Um, and, and that's why I said, but with Griefcast, you, you're, and so I started listening to podcasts to kind of cheer me up. So I'd listen yeah. to ones about like, you know, happiness or I would listen to ones about fitness. And then, and then slowly by slowly I would get into this whole amazing world of podcasts. So your one, Griefcast, it must help so many different people because they because they get to process it and understand and realize yeah. that they're not the only person out there feeling this way and, and i'm allowed to feel this way yes you are and that's what should be so fulfilling for you oh yeah it's amazing i hope so i get a lot of emails from people like every day saying you just delete them do you yeah, just, oh my god ignore <laughs> yeah, go yeah. stop oh your dad died too uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow wow wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very, I work my way through them. But yeah, I get a lot of emails from people, like amazing things, which is the reason I carry on doing it because it's not always an easy show to do. Um, people who say, I, I didn't know I was grieving. I thought I was having a breakdown. And then I listened to your show and I realized, oh, I'm just grieving. People who said, you know, their parents died when they were like babies. I've never told my wife. I've never talked about it. I listened to the show. I realized, oh, perhaps I should. People who go, oh, I, I'm not part of the club at all. I haven't lost anyone. But then I listened to the show and I realized, oh, actually my wife had three miscarriages and, you know, everyone helped her through it, but I haven't talked about it. And it just, I find that so, yeah, incredible that it's helping in any way possible because I know what it's like to grieve and you feel like shit and you think no one understands me, I'm completely alone. And the part of your brain that lights up when you're grieving is the same part that lights up when you're depressed. So it's not that it's the same as depression, but it's that same chemical balance. You feel very isolated. You feel like no one understands you. So to have a show which hopefully each week you can listen to and go, oh, that's how I felt. And that's why we try and cover all sorts of grief, you know, from like grandparents who meant a lot to you, to a dog that meant a lot to you, to a parent, to a child, to brothers, to sisters. So that whatever experience you've had of losing someone, there's an episode where you can go, oh, that's yeah, that's kind of how I felt. I think you should just drop the mic on that one. <laughs> Holy smokes, girl! Um, hey, listen, we we have to stop there until we get to part two. We sure. have like we have like a little break. Great. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do in the break. I'm going to eat some sweets. You're going to eat some sweets. Some of your sweets. Oh god, Is that a good they, plug. Yeah, just pl- plug my sweets. Candy kittens. <laughs> mm. I love how you just had to look round and look I at had the to name. Check. Do you know what I did before? We I go, had to double check. Before, I didn't want to say kitten candy or something. Before we went to the break, I gave Carrie out some sweets. She went, "Oh, these are these are nice. Uh, where do you get these? The, where do you get these from?" I went, well they're, "Well, they're mine." I was like, "You don't follow me on Instagram. You don't know I have a sweet brand." I'm, uh, you just I'm, know me I'm sorry, Jamie. I'm helping people who are grieving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're, you're not top slacking. of my list. You're slacking on life. That's all <laughs> Apologies. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to eat your sweets. Yeah. What more can you ask for? Yeah, see you in part two, everyone. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 